0: Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host Gavin Jackson and this episode was recorded on April 16th 2021 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features the latest on that viral moment between a white army officer and a black man in a northeast Richmond County neighborhood. We got some rumblings from the campaign trail. Yeah remember that? Well that's our new sound and We never left the campaign trail. (laughs) Help, campaign trail. It was a tame week in the statehouse, but we have an update for you there, and we look at some solid economic data and the concerns over rising inflation. Also, Dr. Brandon Traxer gives us the latest on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine situation in the state. Additionally, we want to hear your stories, so we set up a voicemail box to hear from you all about life during these uncertain times. Leave us a one to 3 minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on in your world. Have you been fully vaxxed? Are you doing things a little bit differently nowadays? Do you like the way we sound coming to you from the studio? Who's doing Top Chef? I don't know because I don't watch it, I was just told to say that. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is ongoing, widespread, and not contained, according to data from the Department of Health and Environmental Control. There have been 8,195 confirmed deaths, and currently there are 474,358 confirmed cases being reported in all 46 counties as of April 16th at 4 p.m. Our current percent positive rate is 4.4%, and this is around our 30-day average of 4.6%. Our hospitalizations have reached a new 30-day high of 556 Intensive care admissions and ventilator usage is plateauing but have been slowly ticking up. Currently, 144 patients are in ICU and 70 are on ventilators. We start our fifth month of vaccinations with a milestone. One million South Carolinians out of roughly 4 million eligible have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. While that's encouraging news, it is just 25% of the population and to reach herd immunity, we need to reach the 70 to 80% range. Now 1.5 million have received at least one dose so far. And as you no doubt have heard by now, South Carolina has halted the administration of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine due to blood clotting concerns. We'll have more for you on that in our medical section. Let's start off with that disturbing altercation that occurred in a northeast Richland County neighborhood earlier this week between a black man and a white army officer from Fort Jackson. There's a difference between Pretty sure you, you were the
1: aggressor, buddy. You were aggressive, aggressive on the neighborhood. Someone came running. Walk back. The- you movie. better walk away. You walk away. You talking to my wife right now. That's your wife. Walk away. I didn't do Walk away. Check wife it out. You can
0: walk away or I'm going to carry your ass out of here. What do you want to do? You could hear Sergeant Jonathan Pentland yelling at a black man who officials have not identified other than by saying he was the victim in this situation. Richmond County Sheriff Leon Lott did not say what prompted the incident, but that whatever it was did not justify Pentland's actions, which amount to a third degree assault and battery misdemeanor charge.
1: It was terrible. The first time I saw the video, it was terrible. It was unnecessary. It was a bad video. Young man was a victim. The individual that we was arrested was the aggressor, and he's been dealt with accordingly. And that pass forward is us working together, knowing that we do have incidents like this in our community, that we need to work together to prevent, and when when it does happen, it's not going to be tolerated. It's not going to be tolerated by your law enforcement, and it's not going to be tolerated by elected officials or community.
0: Pentland was released from jail on a $2,125 personal recognizance bond, and the army has suspended him from instruction duties as a case is being investigated. Later in the week, protests in the neighborhood became disruptive according to officials and the Pentland's home was vandalized. Officers assisted in relocating the family. Moving on to I think it's called the campaign trail. <laughs> former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations and Governor Nikki Haley made an appearance Monday at South Carolina State University in Orangeburg. School President James E. Clark showed Haley different research facilities and the school's updated student center. All well and good, but of course the questions on everybody's minds were the ones Meg Kennard with the Associated Press asked.
2: He still has a lot of popularity. If he runs again in 2024, will you support him? Yes. If he decides that he's going to run, would that preclude any sort of run that you would possibly make yourself?
3: I would not run if President Trump ran. And I would talk to him about it. You know, I mean, that's something that we'll have a conversation about at some point, if that decision is something that has to be made. But yeah, I would, I would absolutely. I had a great working relationship with him. I appreciated the way he let me do my job. Um, I thought we did some fantastically great foreign policy things together. And look, I just want to keep building on what we accomplished and not watch it get torn down.
0: Haley is still on the outs with the former president and therefore the Republican Party after she said Trump was, quote, badly wrong, quote, for riling up the crowd on January 6th that led to the storming of the U.S. Capitol, as well as some critical comments of Trump's post-election behavior during a Republican National Committee winter meeting. Welcome to the 2024 campaign trail, folks. <laughs> Next stop is in two weeks when former Vice President Mike Pence delivers a speech before a Christian group in Columbia. Sticking with the trail, Latson Democratic Representative Crystal Matthews announced her bid to challenge Republican U.S. Senator Tim Scott, who is up for re-election next year. Matthews, who is a Boeing engineer and single mother of five, is serving her second term in the state house after flipping the long-held Republican District 117 seat back in 2018 something she hopes to do on a statewide level through a massive voter registration effort. But when asked about Jamie Harrison's double-digit loss to Senator Lindsey Graham last year, despite raising $130 million and facing off against a more divisive figure, Matthews said this.
2: I'm not Jamie Harrison, um, and and I don't like to compare myself to other candidates. Um, We all offer something different, but I will say this. We have to back candidates who get in those hard races. It would be one thing if the money was spent frivolously. But when it's spent running a really well-fought race, that is what we should be doing. Um, The outcome is based on the votes, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't put our energy and leverage behind getting in these difficult races. Um, My state house campaign race was uncontested for eight years. Probably because people thought it was too hard to win. And that is what we will typically start to see if we refuse to get in races just because they're hard. We've got to do it. And I'm ready.
0: To all this campaign trail news, we say...
2: Happy Hunger
0: Games! And may the odds be ever in your favor. Next up, the Associated Press reports that a group of private schools is suing the state of South Carolina, saying the racist past of a state constitutional amendment prohibiting spending public money on religious or private schools means it should be overturned. The Liberty Justice Center filed its lawsuit Wednesday in federal court on behalf of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Charleston and a group called the South Carolina Independent Colleges and Universities, made up of 20 mostly religious or historically black colleges and universities. The lawsuit came after the South Carolina Supreme Court ruled against Governor Henry McMaster, who wanted to send federal COVID-19 relief money to private schools. And just real quick, it was a very light week at the State House. In the House, a bill that would require students at public colleges and universities take a semester-long course on the country's founding documents, including the Emancipation Proclamation, moved forward. This would be an update to a state law from the 1920s. Now Democrats managed to add that one or more documents foundational to the African American freedom struggle be added. The bill heads back to the Senate to either agree or disagree with the changes and could soon reach the governor's desk. A House subcommittee held a brief hearing on bills that would expand voting access in the state, including expanding absentee voting and same-day voter registration. We'll have more for you on this next week as the bill was carried over since the committee ran out of time. The Senate didn't do anything too dramatic this week, other than handle some items on the calendar, bills that weren't objected to, that is, since most of the big bills are currently on hold, i.e. medical marijuana, etc. Senators cut the week short again, holding a perfunctory session on Thursday, which allowed for budget committee deliberations, which include half of the 46 members to wrap up. Floor debate on the budget is slated for the week of April twenty-six. The number of Americans applying for weekly unemployment benefits fell to 576,000 last week, this according to the U.S. Labor Department, a post-COVID low and an encouraging economic sign. 16.9 million people are continuing to collect unemployment benefits, which is down from 18.2 million the week prior. All this comes along more good economic news, including retail spending data for March that was up 9.8 percent, far outpacing estimates of 6.1 percent thanks to federal stimulus and high household savings. The Associated Press reports that many economists, in fact, are concerned more about a potential burst of inflation stemming from the unleashing of pent-up consumer demand. Prices for lumber, copper, oil, and other raw materials have already risen as demand for gas, homes, and electronic equipment has jumped. Consumer prices rose 0.6 percent in March, the most since 2012, the government reported on Tuesday, and they're up 2.6 percent in the past year. Now these numbers also include the volatile food and energy categories, though prices rose by a more benign 1.6% year-over-year. Year. Moving on, chugging along, Four. that's me golfing in the studio, folks. Speaking of golf, as the RBC Heritage is wrapping up this weekend down in Hilton Head, another tournament is only a month away, over at the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island Golf Resort. Mike Switzer with the South Carolina Business Review interviews Ryan Ogle, the tournament director for the
3: PGA Championship. Now, I understand you're relatively new here in South Carolina. Tell us how it's been going so far with preparations for this year's big event.
2: Yeah, I I made my way down to the Lowcountry in September, joining a team that had already been here for nearly 18 months. And we quickly had to start preparing for a different type of championship. And over the last six months, it's been quite the challenge, but we're really looking forward to seeing the build begin on the course here at Ocean Course to finally see you know the light at the end of the tunnel as we look to May, where we'll welcome fans to the Ocean Course, to Kiwa Islands and the greater Charleston area. Share
3: with us some of the things that are going to be different this year for our fans who might've been here in 2012.
2: Yeah, I think one of the common things people are uh, referring to is that we are in a different month of the year. So with the championship taking place in May compared to August, uh, we think that's going to bring an improved experience from a weather position. You know, we have put in some new precautions because of the pandemic to promote a, a healthy and safe environment for our attendees, for our players. Like wearing a mask will be required, practicing social distancing, sanitizing your hands frequently. Our tickets are digital and there are no cash transactions on course. So I really encourage people to charge their phone make sure that they bring their credit card, but most importantly, be responsible, but let's have some fun out here in May.
3: And will the attendance be limited?
2: We have reduced the championship attendance number from our original plan in conjunction with the state of South Carolina and public health officials, as well as MUSC Health, who is our medical services provider. We've reduced the number to a point that we feel we can host this responsibly and allow for social distancing, but still create an exciting environment both on-site but also through the telecast that will be broadcast into, you know, 154 countries and territories. Half a billion households will be able to watch.
3: Will there still be the local business community involved?
2: Uh, Absolutely. We do a lot with the local businesses leading up to the championship. We are here for two years, as well as we stay for uh, a few months after. But we also make sure that we are going after what we call Tier 2 suppliers, and these are smaller service providers or even our Tier 1 providers that are much larger will contract out smaller organizations and businesses in the region. We also look to try to impact minority-owned businesses. We did a vendor match back in late 2020 where we matched those local providers with our Tier 1 and Tier 2 vendors and make sure we have a, a local impact through our championship.
3: Talk about some of the logistics for this year's tournament. I remember in 2012, there were parking areas several miles away and people were bussed in. Because of COVID, will there be changes to that or were there going to be changes anyway?
2: We've made some necessary changes since 2012 that we think will, will enhance the experience and the efficiency We're going to not charge for parking that will really streamline the ingress and egress of our spectators. With the reduced championship, we're also going to see less cars coming in and out. We've also put in some implementations of limiting the vehicles that are coming out to the islands, like contractors and landscaping. We added a uh, turn lane for shuttles to clear them out of the main thoroughfare. So we are taking that very serious, working with the County of Charleston, the Sheriff's Department, who's been fantastic and very supportive to make sure it is as efficient as possible, knowing that there still is one road in, one road out. From a COVID perspective, we're going to inform all of our guests, if you don't feel well, stay home. And then when they board the bus, it's going to be from the back to the front and separating one seat between any stranger or those that did not arrive together. And then we have air filtration system that matches, if not exceeds, airplane air filtration in our hopes of providing you know, a responsible uh, transportation out to the ocean course.
3: Well, Ryan, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule as you prepare for this upcoming event to speak with us today.
2: Thanks for having me, Mike.
0: Hmm, I need to find a way to get down there. Oh, and I'm being told now that AT has played this course actually and did terribly, but Kaylin did good. No? Yes. Yes. The Biden administration announced that $1.7 billion from the American Rescue Plan is going toward variant research, and that includes $3.7 million to South Carolina in the initial disbursement this May. This money will help expand genomic testing in our state. Nationwide, $400 million will go toward creating six centers of excellence in genomic epidemiology. These centers of excellence will operate as partnerships between state health departments and academic institutions. And today's funding will fuel cutting-edge research into genomic epidemiology, according to the administration. An additional $300 million will support the creation of a unified system for sharing and analyzing sequence data in a way that protects privacy but also allows for more informed decision-making. So, a lot of things coming out of this pandemic here, folks, with all of this money flowing around. Also announced this week, the state is receiving $709 million from the plan to help childhood educators and family child care providers to keep their doors open. And, of course, the biggest story this week, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I caught up with Dr. Brandon Traxer, DHEC's new director of public health, on This Week in South Carolina to discuss the latest about the vaccine and what you need to know about how the state is handling it.
4: So we were getting, on average, about 7,000 doses a week of the um, Janssen compared to more than 40,000 a week of the Moderna and Pfizer. And so um, we also have been getting Moderna and Pfizer for considerably longer because the Janssen was the most recent one to get authorization from the FDA. Um, So as a result, we we think that it is going to have a very small impact, the current pause. We're certainly following um, along with the federal recommendations and guidance um, and information that, that comes out from them in terms of the future directions with this vaccine.
0: So it's still a very fluid situation right now, but doctor, what's your message to the 82,354 South Carolinians that have already received this shot or fully vaccinated against uh, COVID-19 with it? Uh, what's the message to them? I'm assuming a lot of people have a lot of anxiety over this if they've received that vaccination.
4: First of all, um, you don't need to be revaccinated with any dose if you have gotten the Janssen vaccine. Um, the, it is still just as effective as it always has been, as we've known. Uh, the safety, if you have gotten it more than a month ago, you're at extremely low risk of these complications, these blood clots in the head. For those who may have gotten it in the last couple of weeks, um, you know, certainly be aware if you have an excruciating headache, abdominal pain, shortness of breath, um, leg pain, those things you'd want to contact your health care provider um, or go to the emergency room. But it, again, it's not something to be extremely anxious about. Um, this is a very small number of cases so far. We know of six cases that have been identified out of 6.8 million people vaccinated in the United States, so less than one in a million. Um, So still extremely low risk, but just be sure to go to the doctor if you develop one of those symptoms and had the vaccine in the last couple of weeks. Mm
0: -hmm. And doctor, when we look at other pharmaceuticals, you know, everyone keeps comparing this to a lot of, you know, hormonal, uh, you know, contraceptive. Do we worry, how does it work, I guess, at this point, maybe going forward if the, you know, the CDC, FDA says, hey, we can do this again. We can use this uh, safely. Obviously, like you just mentioned, how low these risks are. Does it just become a matter of accepting this risk? I mean, you hear those commercials for pharmaceuticals all the time and you hear about, just uh, you know a wide array of possible risks including death for some things uh, is that just something that maybe becomes the warning with that comes with this vaccine perhaps
4: so we certainly have um, it, drugs and medications where that is the case um, where it is extremely ro- low risk and so it is something that people you know should be aware of as they make their own decision about whether to use this medication or in this case vaccine, but that it is considered extremely low enough risk, um, especially when compared with the um, extremely good benefits. The main thing is having those healthcare providers aware and on the watch for these adverse effects so that they can diagnose and treat them quickly in the rare occasions they do happen.
0: And where was the Johnson Johnson-Janssen vaccine going in the state primarily and how are you guys, you know, shifting distribution to accommodate this this
4: change? Sure. So a lot of it had gone to um, some of the independent pharmacies um, throughout the state. Some had been used at some of the rural events, some of the one time larger events um, in the state. And so um, for certainly for those providers that are giving ongoing vaccine, um, we are working with the ones that are requesting uh, the Moderna or Pfizer to try to fulfill as many of those orders as we can. Um and try to get them one of the other vaccines. We've given clear instructions to all of the Janssen providers for uh, what to do um, at this time with the with the Janssen vaccine to put it in quarantine um, on you know on the shelf and and to market um, you know hold do not use you know hold uh, for now, uh, but that they shouldn't be destroying it or wasting it.
0: And just to update you on the latest, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, known as ACIP, will meet next Friday to provide further recommendations on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And you can always watch This Week in South Carolina, Friday at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday at 11.30 a.m. on SCETV stations. And you can watch the full show on youtube.com slash South Carolina ETV. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and want to hear your stories as well. So tell us what's going on in your world. Leave us a message, 803-563-7169. You getting that vaccine? Are you concerned about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Your kids dying to go on spring break? Have they gone on spring break? I don't know what spring break even is anymore. I think it
5: already happened. I think it already happened. Where'd you guys go
0: if you went anywhere? You know, I'm not saying you need to go anywhere, but are you concerned about any sort of surge afterwards? Let us know, 803-563-7169. A.T., do we have a...
5: Uh, how's the hopper looking? The hopper is... It's not barren, you know, uh, but, but it's pretty <laughs> sparse, so... Um we got two calls in here, and we're gonna use one. So we're gonna have one more. Which mm. the next one is heartbreaking. Let me tell oh. you. Oh, yeah, heart wrenching, heartbreaking. Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah, I'll checking in. If, <laughs> if I, I had to pick one song to 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 talk about it, couldn't it tell you be. what I'm checking out though. But uh, anyway, here here's here's our call for today. Go uh, ahead, caller. Go ahead, caller. Go ahead.
1: Hey, this is Steve from West Columbia. My mother always told me to start conversations with a compliment. So, Gavin, I just saw you on TV last week, and probably the sexiest suit jacket I've ever seen. Between that and your mustache, you definitely looked like the lead singer of the modern-day Rat Pack, so it was awesome. Uh, Really calling to complain, not about y'all, but I just, I just, I I used to have a guy I could talk to, I just needed somebody to talk to, you know, there's four people I need in my life, my wife Esther, Gavin and AT from the lead, of course, and then my girl Judy from PBS NewsHour. And for the past 12, 14 months, however long this pandemic, I worked 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. I have my dinner at 7 with my girl, Judy, giving me the news, no emotion, just the facts, laying it down, calling people out. And then suddenly, I my whole day's messed up. It's like daylight savings time, but 10 times worse because S-E-T-E-T-V, S-E-P-D-V-D-B, Moved it from 7 p.m. to 6 p.m., and my whole life is in shambles. So I know you got a lot of pull there, Gavin. You're really high up the food chain. I need you to get on this. I need my girl, Judy, and I need her at 7. Peace.
0: Well, I love the start of that conversation that you just had with us um, about the jacket and the mustache. I think it was also, um, if, if it's the, if it's a navy blue check jacket that everyone was like riling me up over on Twitter last week, mm, trying yeah. to get a rise on me, playing tic-tac-toe with, I will say, the most complimented jacket. I mean, this case in point, I mean, it I, got a call. Yeah, yeah, it I got mean, a call. So I was I was not taking the bait on Twitter. You know, I just, I hate Twitter. I love it. It's great. Full stop. (laughs) I mean, and those are friends, you know, just like, okay, enough is enough. Real friends, Um, yeah. Speaking of friends, I'm pretty sure this is Dave Rotman. Yeah, that's Dave. That's that's our friend Dave. (laughs) Um, uh, I love everything you said in that voicemail, especially about Judy. Judy is a queen. Uh, sh- this is a Judy Stan podcast, folks. You've, oh, big time. You just didn't know it. Um, <laughs> we're here for you to talk to, Don, uh, John. Dave. Dave. Why did I say John? I don't know. <laughs> Dave, we're here for you, Steve, John. Whatever. Um, now, about the uh, concerning, this program concerning The time. I don't know what's going on in West Columbia, because I really have to be dragged over there, if, yeah. I, if, to, if I'm being honest. You're like a ring wraith. You don't like to cross <laughs> bodies of water. <laughs> Lord that of the, is the Rings joke, <laughs> folks. I will say there's a lot going on in West Columbia, which I love. Uh, but it's always been six p.m. I don't really know what you're talking about,
5: um, Dave. That's that's something that's always been six p.m. on my on my dial. Either way, Gavin, next time he has a sit down with uh, uh, the the head honchos here, yeah, which happens every other day. I mean, um, just he'll he'll. I'm sure he'll bring it up. <laughs> just
0: hey guys, I got this call. I mean, I guess it's it's six p.m. over the air on the TV channel that I get it. You know, okay, that's, that's where I watch it, and then it rebroadcasts at seven on one of the other channels. He probably channels. watches digital. So, and if he has cable, too, I'm assuming, so. He does.
5: I don't know how that works, folks. Gavin's never used a remote control in his life. Talk to your cable company. I can't. Anyway, now that we've (laughs) unmasked Dave, um, I do have a gripe with him. (laughs) Oh. It's been written in my phone for a while. uh, uh, (laughs) Because I carry it around with me. Yeah. I carry gripes with me. uh, Because... he, I saw this, and I just thought it was a bad life choice, and it made me question every other choice I've ever seen from him. Lord. Um, is that he was going to make a drink, and so he pours whiskey in, and then his mixer, he, could, he had a choice of any soda in the world, and he chose diet caffeine-free root beer.
2: Mm. Is,
0: like that's not good. I'm, I'm 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 a bit shaken from
5: this. That's that's gross. I thought you
0: were gonna say he he put it all in and then he put the ice in last, which is still would have ice in last is psychotic.
5: That's, that's, <laughs> crazy. that's I thought you were going. I was like that. That would have been it. No diet caffeine free root beer. He could he just use regular root beer and even root beer look, is not a top tier choice. I don't drink that much soda, so neither do I. But I, when when I do, I don't drink. I, I, I learned a long time ago <laughs> diet, caffeine, not free. to
0: criticize a man's drink choice. I learned this in in a little in a little place called New Orleans. Or so. New no. <laughs> I will tell you this is true. I was at a bar. I think oh, what was it? Um, this bar called Antoine's. It's a restaurant as well. Very classy little joint. But we were just there in the afternoon. Popped in, get a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was after it was around four. You know, so it's almost you're kind of getting into cocktail hour. And someone down the bar is very sparsely populated at the time. I was with a few friends, but down the bar, someone ordered a bloody mary. Yeah. At like. Four or five o'clock, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> loudly said, "I'm like, who? Not to like them, but like I think to the bartender, I'm like, who orders a Bloody Mary at like four in the afternoon? Like that's a. It might have been later than that, but it was, it's very just more gauche. Of a, you know, it's more. It's just more of a morning thing for me. I have like a cutoff time of like it's a two p.m. Thing. brunch thing. You know, and <laughs> he just told me like, yeah, it's just not. I just don't criticize people drink orders anymore. So it's like, a like lesson fine. for you. Yeah, it, it woke, it woke me you. up because you know I'm just such a critical person. It woke you it up this, to the yeah. real world. So if Dave wants to do that, he, he can you. do it. Now, if he wants me to drink it, I will You're take, take it drag and it. I will pour it down a sink. Drag him, Gavin.
5: Get him, King. <laughs> Go off, King. I will pour it down a sink. Go off, King. And then King. crush the glass <laughs> in the diluted ice that he put in last. It'll turn into dust. <laughs> and say, "Oh, may I have another?" <laughs> <laughs> and just look him dead in the face and yeah. do it with the next one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Savage. Savage. But uh also he created this beautiful piece of art yeah. for our studio. Look, look at our look at our social media. There's to a Instagram account with yeah. it. it. it is uh it's a real uh it's a it's a gather font wooden sign <laughs> yes. that says "Lead, Laugh, Love." And I mean, you Absolutely you're... beautiful. You can hear that. You oh, hear that, that, that that's quality. That is quality. That's quality.
0: We can hang it. We got a little... Oh it's, oh, it's perfect.
5: Oh, yeah. So good. So thank you, Dave. Sorry we doxed you. <laughs> uh, I'm really not sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. I hope to uh, really, really do better than him yeah. golfing this weekend. And
0: I will say, um,
5: do we want to keep talking about our, our experience last night? We played ping, pin,
0: pinball machines.
5: Pinball. We, pinball Gavin and machines. I... Yeah, the, the Real quick, Gavin and I really we got into pinball machines. Had a little outing after Kraft and Draft. It was actually our first... Me and Caitlin... Caitlin uh, it was recently... Full vax, yeah. two weeks out, and so this was the first restaurant, restaurant we've gone. Yeah. yeah, first restaurant we've gone to in over a year in person. Yeah, and we went to uh, Transmission Arcade and Bar, Main Street Columbia, Main Street Columbia. Great, great, great bar. But yeah, it was really Gavin and I's first taste of of of. Pinball, like yeah. real pinball. And we kinda liked it. I got real into it. Yeah. We just I think we got
0: thrown back into our childhood. Not that we played not that I played pinball machines. I in my never childhood. did. But
5: these these machines, they were Beautiful. they were great ones. We had X Files and they had all the yeah. characters. They got crycheck the deep cuts on there. Okay. Yeah. We had Indiana Jones. Jones, and then we had the Simpsons right in between. Simpsons in like, between. It was and then Target there was like for us. an NBA Jam one, but then Gavin found his favorite one for no reason because as a child he didn't like them, but he Iron loved Maiden. The Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. It was it just it just it it was a great pinball machine. It was sensory was overload.
0: It, yeah. The whole thing shook intentionally. That's the thing, like when when you're playing these games, like you really have to focus because there's so much going on, <laughs> and that's you're, what you're, I
5: think it teaches you. That's why I was like into it because I was really focusing. You're on learning it. so many lessons recently, yeah, <laughs> you know, and just hand-eye coordination and. Thinking when the, multi-ball hit, the was multi ball hit, it was pretty hectic. Oh my gosh. Pretty hectic, but that was fun. Yeah,
0: really a lot of fun. But yeah, so and then I also got one of those little mini high lifes, a little baby, little pony one. So I love my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say, you can get a full size high life down there at AC's on King Street for the same price as a baby one. I'm not making a gripe
5: here. I love you, Cam. You're just stating facts. <laughs> I'm just, I just, I love high life. So there we go. Gross. Anyway, go Yingling. Go <laughs> Gavin. Take it out. <laughs> take it out.
0: A lot of of drinking discussion there. So uh, let us know your thoughts, what you're drinking, uh, if we can talk about that. I think we're allowed to. We're adults here. We're not pushing it. Everyone 21 and older and uh, responsibly, of course. And thanks for listening to the pod, folks. Show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on iTunes or a voicemail at 803-563-7169. You can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson.
5: Be well, South Carolina. You guys remember Jaws, huh? Hey, uh, you guys, uh, you guys remember Jaws, right? We're gonna need a bigger boat, am I right? (laughs)